Welcome to the Holiday Decor Podcast, your source for the year-round celebration of holiday hope and seasonal cheer. To help you usher season's greetings into your home, here's your host, Ann McDonald. What happened to Thanksgiving decor anyway? Does anybody even decorate for Thanksgiving? This is Ann McDonald, and I want to welcome you to the Holiday Decor Podcast, where this week we're actually going to tackle that subject. We're going to say a quick thank you to our sponsors, and we'll be right back with this week's episode. Wish you could learn holiday decorating like the professionals? What do they know that they aren't sharing? How do they get those gorgeous garlands, trees, and ornaments? What does it really cost? Well, now you can find out. The Holiday Decor Training Institute is the premier online training location for holiday decor. We serve professional designers, decorators, manufacturers, hobbyists, and casual enthusiasts alike with different education tracks. As a custom holiday designer and manufacturer behind the scenes, I saw there was a strong need for training of all kinds. So two years ago, I founded the Holiday Decor Training Institute. Learn more by visiting www.hdtilaunch.com and get the inside track. What happened to Thanksgiving decor? Did it just go away? This is Ann McDonald, and I want to welcome you back to the Holiday Decor Podcast. We are in the middle of a series on Thanksgiving tables, decor, and all those wonderful things that make this time of the year, well, really the entrance gate into what we call the season of celebration. Today, I'm going to tackle how to actually decorate your home for Thanksgiving. Last week, we did a deep dive into table setting, colors, working with the things that you already have in the space that you're actually going to host Thanksgiving in. We talked about wall color and how to either increase or decrease the energy level for your Thanksgiving home. I encourage you to go back and listen to it if you haven't already. This week, we're actually going to cover the decorating part of your home. Why do we do the table first before we do the decorating part? Well, a lot of times I've noticed people tend to step into Christmas decor and just bypass Thanksgiving altogether. I actually think Thanksgiving is a really special time of year. And there's something sweet about having a beautiful table set and having your home enhanced with Thanksgiving decor. What do I mean by that? I'm not talking about, you know, a bunch of ticky tacky paper goods and some pilgrims and some turkeys. I'm actually talking about creating vignettes and decor in five different spaces in your home for your Thanksgiving celebration. Now, usually when we're decorating for Thanksgiving, we like to start about the beginning of November. Now, if you're a big Halloween person, kudos to you. I'm not really a big Halloween person. Maybe it's because my birthday's at the end of October and every single birthday party I ever had was orange and black. Now, I like orange and black, but by the time you're, you know, 15, 16 and you're moving into having parties with your friends, it's kind of like the person who has their birthday near Christmas. Every, <laughs> every year you have a Christmas themed birthday. Well, every year I pretty much had a Halloween or an orange and black birthday. 
So I'm not huge on Halloween decor, but I do like Thanksgiving decor. So along about the 1st of November, I like to counsel my clients to pick five unique spaces in their home that are actually going to be used for Thanksgiving. One of the first ones, the most obvious one, is really where are you going to have your Thanksgiving table? We talked about that last week. So I want to cover the four other spaces that you can decorate for Thanksgiving this year. You can probably guess what the next two are. If you are thinking about it, you've got people coming over for Thanksgiving, there are typically two two spaces that people are absolutely going to encounter when they come to your home for Thanksgiving. Well, the first is pretty obvious. The first is your front door. Now, a lot of times we overlook the front door and I'm going to share with you one of the most overlooked pieces of decor at the front door. It's not the wreath. It's not the flower pots. It's not the bench that you have next door, you know, next to your front door. It's actually the welcome mat. Okay, so if you do nothing else this Thanksgiving, if you're hosting Thanksgiving, take a good hard look at your welcome mat. I know that may sound kind of silly, but it's what, a $15 item, maybe a $25 item. You can order them online. You can get them at, you know, pretty much any of the, you can go from Target to the dollar store and find new welcome mats. If you haven't replaced your welcome mat in a while, consider doing that this Thanksgiving. So your front porch is the next one we're going to talk about. What's the next room, do you suppose? Well, you got a bunch of people coming over for Thanksgiving. It's probably going to be that powder room. It's probably probably going to be that front bathroom that doesn't get a ton of use and you have to make sure there's soap, hand towels, and maybe a pretty flower pot or something in there that indicates that you've taken some tenderness and care to prepare the space for your guests. That covers three of the spaces. I said five. Why do I like the number five? Especially with Thanksgiving, you have people come in, there's a lot of commotion and a lot of energy around the food, whether you're doing a buffet style or a sit down and your, your table, even if you don't have a sit down table, your table is really kind of the centralized piece. We talked about getting that design decor done. Okay. Now, You've got four other spaces and places. How are you going to choose those? Well, go in reverse order of how many people are actually going to use them. It's a very simple tip. And a lot of people don't think about it. Spend, you know, hours and lots of money decorating a room that nobody actually goes into. So here's what I want to counsel you to do. You're going to take a look at the path of how people come into your home experience your home for Thanksgiving. And those are the rooms that you're going to decorate. So we've got the table, wherever the table is, if it's in a formal dining room or in your living room, or if it's a buffet style in your kitchen family room, then you're going to go to the front door or whatever door people come in. If you have an entrance gate at the end of your driveway, consider putting wreaths or some pretty flowers or a, a nice bow on the gate, something to welcome people. The next space, the third space, is that powder room. Now, the fourth and the fifth spaces, that's what I want to focus on today. The fourth and the fifth spaces are the spaces that people tend to congregate either before or after the meal. Why do you want to decorate those? Well, one of the beautiful things about design and decorating is that it really has the ability to connect. I do believe that great design is a connector in its purest form. Why? 
Because people come into a space and their eyes are able to resonate and connect with something. And then when they move into the next space, they're able to resonate and connect with something similar. Now, specifically as it relates to Thanksgiving decor, I like to use garlands, garlands and wreaths that have the same colors and the same textures and the same elements that I want to use in my table design. That's pretty easy to find garlands online or at your Hobby Lobbies and things like that. And I think from a design standpoint, for Thanksgiving specifically, it's much easier to buy in bulk. You're going to buy, you know, three, five, seven, ten of the same type of garland because with a garland, you can actually mold it into whatever shape is appropriate for the room. But when people go from room to room to room to room, they're actually going to see the same elements, but maybe used in different ways. Let me give you an example. So let's say you found a beautiful garland at Hobby Lobby or your local craft store or even online on Amazon. What I would do is I would buy probably between five and 15 of the same garland. Now, what's nice about buying faux garlands is that you can reuse them next year. And it's very easy with a change out of ribbon or a few accessory items to be able to change the look without having to rebuy the garland. Now, what I would do is take those garlands and let's say for your dining table, you're going to put one down the center of the table and you're going to stretch it out long. Well, now you move into your powder room and you're like, I, I don't actually have any place to put the garland or to create a shape. Well, a lot of times what I will do is take a flower pot or a vase and I will bend the exact same garland into a shape that fits in the vase. So now I've got the same elements in the powder room, but it's a different shape. And that way I don't have too many different things going on from a design standpoint. I don't like it when our design gets too ticky tacky. I like kitsch. I shared about kitsch and kitsch basically refers to kind of fun and whimsical type things. I like that. We have both elegant homes and we have a cabin in Lake Tahoe, which is where I'm recording this right now. And the cabin in Lake Tahoe is a little kitschy. It's got, you know, we have a moose and we got some buffalo plaid fabrics and comforters and things like that. And it's, it's very fun, but it's appropriate to the setting in the cabin. For Thanksgiving, especially this year, I'm really trying to bump up the decor and keep it a little more elegant. Take those garlands, you know, maybe on the dining table, it's spread out. And then in the bathroom, you've just bent it and formed it to put it into a vase that you already have. If you don't have a vase handy, you can actually take any kind of a vessel and cover it with fabric and boom, it becomes a vase. And then you put the garland in that and then you can use that as an accessory item in your powder room. If you really want to bump it up, you can use little white lights. Keep something really elegant and simple in there. Put the white lights on the garland and you're done. You've got your front porch with your new welcome mat, your wreath or your garland over your door. You've got your dining room table, which we talked about last week, which is all set. Now you've got your powder room. Okay, that's good. Now we need two more rooms. And how are we going to decide? We're going to take a quick break for our tinsel time feature. We are so excited to have a hostess who does our tinsel time features for us. And then we'll be right back with those other two rooms. Welcome to Tinsel Time, where we enjoy something extravagant every week just for fun. Want a holiday decor look that's actually easy but looks hard? 
Use a single color for your entire holiday decor scheme. A few weeks ago, we shared that you can use two colors, but for this look, commit to one single color and only use tonal variations of that single color in all your holiday decor choices, from the trees to the ornaments and everything in between. Anne recently used pale pink for a mountain home project. Unexpected yet completely gorgeous, the use of pale pink not only worked well with the deep browns of Cabin Life, Think Baskin Robbins, the pink and brown branding colors, it made the holiday decor shopping easy. She designed all pale pink, hand-machined Christmas trees, garlands and wreaths for the gorgeous space. Pale pink, though unusual for most holiday homes, is very easy to blend in mountain projects as it works well with most tones of black, brown, and deep green. Easy on the eye and easy to live with, pale pink is a special choice for decor during the holiday season. Bold, simple statements are the little black dresses of holiday decor. What is your favorite color? Consider that it may work in your home this season. Elegant and timeless, this look requires some editing skills, but is worth it in the end. And the easy part? It makes holiday decor shopping easy. See a few pictures in the show notes at holidaydecorhome.com. And what do I do if my family just eye rolls every time I pull out the plastic tubs and start to decorate for the holidays? Well, one of the things you can do is bump up your design. And that's one of the reasons I created the Holiday Decor Podcast. I, I want to give spaces and places where we can actually learn new tips, new design things, so that we can actually make our homes, our spaces and places more beautiful and kind of, well, bless our families, especially those family members. I, you know, I mean, I have two sons, a, a husband, and the last thing they wanted to do was to help me set out faux garlands and little flower pots and things like that for every holiday. I did it anyway. And what I noticed was if I didn't do it, they were like, are you going to decorate? <laughs> so even the family members that complain somewhere deep down, they probably appreciate your care that you take the time to care to actually make a beautiful space. All right. So that's an encouragement for somebody. I don't know who that's for, but that's for somebody. So today we're talking about five different spaces that you can decorate for Thanksgiving. The first one is obviously the table, right? The table space where you're going to have your actual Thanksgiving table, whether it's a buffet table or a sit down. The second is that front porch. Now, the front porch doesn't have to be over the top. You know, I'm not one for the big hay bales and the pumpkins and all the scarecrows and all that kind of stuff, but I do like a really elegant front porch. Change out that welcome mat. Take a good hard look at that welcome mat. Is it time for a new one? Okay. Second, do you have a bench? Well, consider refreshing the pillows on the bench. Maybe throw a nice throw, like a little blanket over the arm of the bench, right? Just kind of to indicate so the weather's getting a little crisper. And then get a new wreath. Get a wreath that matches the garlands that you're going to use in your house. Now, before our tinsel time feature, I talked about how I like to buy in multiples. I like to choose a garland style for Thanksgiving and then buy between five to 15 of the exact same style. Why? Because unlike a wreath or little trees or little accent pieces, with a garland, I can keep a really consistent look throughout my whole house and 
They're very easy to manipulate into different shapes. Point in case, I use garlands flat on tables, but then when I'm decorating powder rooms or hallways or small spaces, what I'll often do is take the exact same garland and bend it and then put it into a flower vase. It's a very simple thing to do. And all of a sudden you've got the exact same style, but in a different shape. And then you don't have to think about so much stuff. Add some white lights and you're done. It looks like you've spent all this money getting all these different shapes and styles of the same type thing. And all you've done is buy five to 15 garlands from Hobby Lobby, right? Or online, wherever you get your accessory items like that for the holidays. So we covered three rooms, but we've still got two rooms. What are the three rooms? The dining room, the front porch, and the powder room, okay? Now what? What I like to do in this is I only pick two more rooms to decorate. Why? Why don't I decorate the whole house for Thanksgiving? Well, it's usually a one day event or maybe a weekend event if you've got people coming in from out of town. And I don't typically decorate guest rooms for Thanksgiving. I might put a nice little flower pot in there, but I don't overdo it because I want my guests to have a nice space to retreat to after the commotion of the holiday. So when I'm looking for the other two spaces to decorate, I go for the two most used spaces. Now, if you're in California like I am, a lot of times, one of the most used spaces is the outdoor space. So even though we're in the mountains in Lake Tahoe, it is still beautiful out this time of year. It's a little crisp. So what we often do is decorate the outside space and use throw blankets, have nice new pillows out there as well. But again, I'm using those same garlands, the same garlands that I have scrunched up in a vase in the powder room and the same garland that I have spread out on the dining room table. Why? Because it's a simple, easy to execute, cohesive look. It's not complicated. It doesn't take me a ton of time. And once I've chosen my dining room colors, the colors that I'm gonna set my table with, then I can just go to the craft store and find something that works. A lot of times we'll use magnolia leaf garlands aspen leaf garlands, simple pine cone garlands, even acorn garlands, nothing too over the top. After the outdoor space, which you may have one of those where that's where most people congregate, maybe they congregate in the backyard, or if it's very cold where you are, pick the two most used spaces. It could be the kitchen, the family room, the TV room, the den. I don't know what it is in your house, but walk through your house with a fresh set of eyes and think, where does everybody actually end up? Not necessarily where you want them to end up, but where do they actually end up? And then make a concerted effort to decorate that space for Thanksgiving. All right. So now we've got the spaces done. Now what? How do we actually finish this off so that it looks designed and decorated rather than just like you went out and bought 15 garlands and you kind of throw them up? Very easy. How many of you guys have those collections from kids, nieces, nephews? You know, you got the 
turkeys made from pine cones. You got the hand cut out turkeys. You've got the pilgrims. You've got the clay art, whatever it is that they've made over the years. One of the things I like to do for Thanksgiving, especially, is to display those in a nice collection type format. I don't like to spread them all over the house because then it starts to look ticky tacky. But I do want the kids, you know, the children and the family to know that what they've contributed matters. So one of the funnest things to do is to get mirrored chargers. You can either get them in round or square or rectangle. You can get them in all shapes and sizes, again, online or at your local craft store. And then put those pieces of art on display on the mirrored charger. Group them together and then put little fairy lights around them. And what happens is the fairy lights reflect off the mirror and really highlight the art. Then the art is grouped and you can put that and use that as a centerpiece on your table outside. You can use it as a vignette in a hallway. You can use it on a bookshelf in an office or a den where people are going to congregate and it doesn't take a ton of time. If you're like I am, you have bins of those old clay arts from preschool all the way through junior high. It's really fun at Thanksgiving, especially to pull those out and to just say thankful. You just to be thankful for the process and the art and the things that the kids have contributed. Now you may get some eye rolls from some older kids. I still do. But what's funny is that they go back and they look <laughs> like, did I make that or did you make that? That's just a tip that that helps to bring the Thanksgiving decor into a place where it's really about connection. It's those little conversation piece that makes space for the family during this season. We're going to take a quick break to thank our sponsors, and we're going to be right back with more tips to make your Thanksgiving home special this year. Are you or someone you know interested in learning how to decorate for the holidays without busting your budget, especially as a savvy design conscious holiday enthusiast? Reserve your seat for an exclusive free online training webinar covering three secret keys for someone who actually cares about how the holidays look. Elf is awesome, but sometimes we need a bit of restraint. Not always, but in this free training, we will cover secrets to make your spaces wow without draining your bank account. Visit www.holidaydecorhome.com for more information. Make sure to reserve your seat now as our exclusive free live trainings are limited to 100 spaces. Again, that's www.holidaydecorhome.com. The link will also be available in the show notes. Clothespins and string. That's all you need. That's all you need for one of my favorite tips, especially for Thanksgiving. So now you've got your five rooms chosen. You've got your table design set. If you don't, go back and listen to last week's podcast. You've got your garlands that you're going to use in all five of your spaces. And you're playing around with shapes and sizes and how are we going to bend this to work here and how are we going to use this here? And you've confirmed your five spaces that you're actually going to decorate. Now what? You've made your little art arrangements with the kids' old clay art and their pine cone art or the grandkids' art, and you've figured out you've got maybe three or four spaces that you can put those with the little white fairy lights. What's next? What do clothespins and string have to do with anything? 
Well, one of the things about Thanksgiving is it really is a time to reflect and to be thankful. And a very easy thing to do that you can do with your kids, with your grandkids, is to take simple bits of string, get some of those regular old clothespins, and then write out things that you're thankful for. And then put those in all of the garlands that you have. You just go and you string them throughout the garlands in each of those five spaces. Add white fairy lights and you're done. Thanksgiving decor doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be filled with wooden turkeys from TJ Maxx or, you know, these kind of ticky tacky things from Home Goods. What it does have to be filled with is your thankfulness for your home and your family. I really do think it's one of the most special holidays of the year. Even if you don't celebrate a traditional American Thanksgiving, taking a day, taking a weekend to sit down and have a meal together as a family, just to be thankful, right? Just to be thankful that we can gather, that we're together, whether it's your with your friends or your relatives or your community. It really does set the season of celebration into a good vein. I know it's kind of crazy out there right now, but I want to encourage you, take some time to actually decorate your home for Thanksgiving this year. Take some time to actually design your table. Make a space make a space where people feel honored, where they feel welcomed, where they feel loved. The decor tips that I just shared with you are pretty easy to incorporate, to have your kids, your grandkids help you with. Get them done uh, the first or second week of November so that you can really enjoy them through the month, especially with everything going on in our country right now. How nice would it be to have your home filled with peace at the beginning of November through November and then be able to come into your home and know we're going to have a beautiful Thanksgiving this year as a family gathered in a beautiful space that you have cared for. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Make sure to check out those show notes at www.holidaydecorhome.com. I want to invite you to subscribe, rate, review, and share the Holiday Decor Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere awesome podcasts are found. Next week, we're going to tackle Thanksgiving decor for the person who's already got their Christmas tree up. Are you one of those people? Well... Sometimes I am, sometimes I'm not. But I'm going to give you concrete tips on how to actually decorate for Thanksgiving while having your Christmas tree up. This is Ann McDonald, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening. For more information and tips on how to turn your home into a place of joy this holiday season, please visit HolidayDecorHome.com.